Welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me, your host, Cherie Shy Holmes. We've been hitting it pretty hard this month discussing losing weight, workouts. I hope you guys are enjoying the playlist and all the cool, funny workouts that I'm putting on the list for you all. I feel like workouts should be fun, okay? So I'm going to have some stuff that's going to stretch you out of your comfort zone, but just try it. If you've never done it before, just try it and see if it's something you like. Today, we're touching on five ways to stay strong when you're on a diet. Now, earlier this month, I think it was like the first video from this month, I discussed how your diet really shouldn't be a diet. It should be a lifestyle. But when you're first starting out, because you are shifting your mindset, you're shifting your taste buds even, you're shifting your body. Sometimes it's like, it's very jarring. So it starts off as a diet, but it should be something that you can do and maintain over a long period long-term lifestyle. So we're starting off with number one, start with realistic expectations. I cannot tell you how important this is the first aspect that you have to have drilled into you when you're starting something new. The problem with that is we want to see, you know, six pounds lost in a week, one pound lost every day or two pounds lost every day because we want results and we wanted them fast. We want them yesterday. Those are unrealistic, unrealistic for our body. And when we do achieve those types of results, because yes, they are possible, it's really, really, really hard to maintain. No, I mean, the, the lengths, the drastic lengths that you have to go through to get those types of results are not sustainable. Studies have actually shown that if you have unrealistic expectations for your weight loss, you are less likely to stay committed. Usually you'll quit in the first six months. So do yourself a favor and let's get realistic. Losing one pound to two pounds a week is actually a realistic expectation. So in addition, I wanna make sure that you're not comparing yourself to unhealthy body images. Why wouldn't you say the body images are unhealthy? But it's unhealthy because your body's not gonna look like that. So you imagining that you wanna look at like, like like Taylor Swift. You want to have a flat stomach like her or you want to have a body like Beyonce because everybody was like, oh my God, the Beyonce diet, right? Listen, guys, <clears throat> I know Sharice. I know her body. So if you guys have um, did any sort of research, there is a body of thought out there that says that you should eat and work out according to your body type. So it's ectomorphs, mesomorphs, and endomorphs. Ectomorphs usually are thin, long, lanky type people. And then mesomorphs are people that have bodies that are a little more on the average side. You are more likely if you're female to have like an hourglass type figure. And then for those that are the mesomorphs, those would be like the more curvaceous women uh, or men. <laughs> men would be more like of a stocky build. And they have the tendency to maintain more body fat. So based on your body type, you already know whether or not Taylor Swift, flat abs, or Beyonce's body is within reason. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I think my family, or at least my body, errs on the side of the lanky person, <laughs> the lanky person and not the curvaceous person. And maybe could be from lanky to like average body type. I'm relatively like, I look like my, my biological father. That's who I look like. <laughs> like. I looked at him. I look at my grandpa. 
and they all have the same body build. I think my father's maybe only two inches taller than I am. And we all look the same. I look like physically like a female version of him. My mom, on the other hand, is five feet tall and she's extremely curvaceous. I didn't get all that curvaceousness. Um, but I did get her beauty though. So that was still a plus. <laughs> know your body type and set realistic expectations. I'm not going to look like Beyonce. I don't have that type of build for my body. And if you've listened to Beyonce's previous interviews, she talks about how um, losing weight for her has always been a struggle. She could be from average to like mesomorph t uh, body type and has to do a lot of work to maintain that specific set of curves. So do not compare your people to get paid millions of dollars to look the way they do. Yes, you want to make sure that you're doing this for the long haul and that you're not doing this for overnight because this is something that's going to take you a while to get accustomed to. Okay, number two, think about what really motivates you. So when you get started on this journey, make sure that you take a list of why you're doing what you're doing. Do you want, I've had people who, you know, been on the verge of having diabetes. So their um, diagnosis prompted them to want to lose weight. Or people that have told me, I've had friends that are smaller than me, they're like a size four, and they're like, oh my gosh, my cholesterol's high, or my blood pressure's high, or I just want to be able to run around with my kids. Whatever your reason is, or maybe you want to be a bodybuilder, and like for once you want to be a bikini bodybuilder model and win a competition. Whatever your goals are, write them down and make them very, very clear. I would also emphasize do not make them artificial. If you decide you want to look like Jennifer Lopez and you really have no attachment to that aspect, it will fall through and you will not be able to maintain consistency with it. So once you create that list, be able to have it in a place where you can pull it out at a moment's notice. If you're able to pull it out at a moment's notice in times of weakness or times where you're questioning whether or not this is the right thing for you to do, you're able to refresh your memory and recall the vision. What did I say? Recall the vision. All right, number three, keep unhealthy food out of the house. This is huge for me because I love me some tortilla chips. Oh man, tortilla chips and guac, y'all? I could probably live on that. Now, there's nothing wrong with eating the guac. But listen, y'all, I could go through a bag of tortilla chips in a day. And when I say a day, I mean like in hours. <laughs> so I can't have that out in my house. I have to keep it out of the house. Is there anything extremely unhealthy about tortilla chips? No, not really. It's just that I, I don't know how to have control around them. So any food that you can't control, that you just kind of like go crazy and before you know it, you just eating the whole thing in a, one sitting or in one day, don't buy those items. Set yourself up for success. So if you make it harder for yourself to eat unhealthy food, you're less likely to do it. If I have to get in my car, drive down the street, and go buy the chips versus having the chips in my cabinets, it takes me, there's more resistance. First of all, it's Chicago, y'all, it's cold. I really think about when and how, and how long I'm gonna go out for. <laughs> so, if it ain't in the house, more often than not, I'm not going to get it, I don't care how good it is. Now, if I'm going to dinner with a friend and we go to a Mexican restaurant, am I gonna eat tortilla chips? Yeah, but that's one basket that I'm splitting with somebody else. So. I don't avoid it altogether. And I'm not saying that you should just avoid anything that you really, really like, but make sure you're only in a situation to eat it in moderation. If you have it in the house and it's gonna prevent you from being able to moderate that type of food, just don't buy the food. Or buy the food and put it into snack bags 
that are according to the serving size. That way you're not just like pulling out of the bag constantly watching TV or scrolling and you don't even realize you just ate most of it. It's something that we need to work on. And studies actually have shown that having food on display in the house, in various areas in the house even, has a link to increased obesity and consumption of unhealthy food. So in addition to not having it in the house, whatever you do have in the house, put it up. Put it in the cabinets to keep it off the counter so that you're not constantly reaching for it. The worst place you could have cookies is on the counter. Put them in the cabinet. There is some sometimes when I'm like, okay, I think I've built up my resistance. I can control it. I will make sure that I put that food like ginger snap cookies. I will make sure I put that in the cabinet. And then sometimes I open the cabinet and I'll put it in, in like a weird cabinet too. When I don't go into all the time. And I'll open the cabinet and I'm like, oh, what a surprise. I haven't eaten these cookies in three days. <laughs> Pat myself on the back. Only take out the serving and put the box right back. So that is my um, probably biggest tip out of all, all five of these that I'm going to share today to help you stay consistent. Now, number four. Make sure you don't have an all or nothing approach. I know how easy it is that if you have just a few unhealthy choices, if you have a, you know, an appetizer or a piece of candy or something like that, it'll send you over the edge and you just be like, I just blew it. Like I just blew it. I shouldn't have eaten these nachos. So screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and eat these nachos. I'm going to get myself a deep fried chimichanga. I'm going to have some deep fried ice cream. I'm going to eat all these tortilla chips. You know what? Bring me another round and let's have three margaritas while we're at it. So <laughs> I know it's very easy to do that, but I'm pretty sure you guys have seen this quote. Giving up is like having a flat tire and then slashing your other three. It doesn't work that way. Just because you have a flat tire doesn't mean you got to you gotta give up on the whole car. We about to throw the whole car away. We, we just not going to go anywhere because you have one flat tire. So, no, we just get the flat tire fixed. Listen, that's the same thing when it comes to eating. So what? You had nachos and you weren't supposed to. You had a candy bar today. You weren't supposed to. Listen to me. That is not a reason for you to just give up on the whole entire thing. You had a flat tire. You had a moment where you were tripping. And listen, it could be fixed. Please try to withhold judgment. One of the biggest things you have to do when you are on a lifestyle change like this, withhold judgment. Don't judge your, your day as good or bad just because you had a moment where you ate something or ate multiple things that you weren't supposed to be eating. The thing about a lifestyle is it's not just about today or what can you lose the weight this week or this month. It's about you learning strategies and habits that can endure a lifetime. One day is not going to mess up. You got a long life to live, sister. So just focus on the fact, listen, in, in the eternity of things, or I guess maybe not eternity, but in the long, in the long set of things, one day out of 365, 10 days out of 360. Listen, y'all, we could go a whole 60 days out of 365. You're still on the majority if you're eating good 305 days out of the year. Like putting that into perspective percentage wise it's not worth you giving up on. So just maintain your perspective and realize that it's not a reason for you to give up just because you had one bad day. So reject the urge to judge yourself in these types of moments. Number five, which is probably my second favorite thing of this, is carry healthy snacks. I am known for at work and around people that know me, I'm always, like Sharice is always eating. She's got a snack in her hand. Now, I can go to the vending machine and I can get Cheez-Its. 
I can buy, they have these like Ritz cracker based veggie things, chips, crackers, I don't know what they are. Those are really good. Um, <laughs> I can go and get something unhealthy. But if I pre-plan, like you know how you pre-plan, you pre-game, before you go out, you pre-game, and you make sure you have everything set up in place so that when you go to the spot you're going to, you don't overspend on alcohol. <laughs> you need to pre-game. Pre-game your healthy snacks, okay? How do we pre-game our healthy snacks? I'm glad you asked. This is your time where you go to the grocery store and you think, you know, what kind of snacks would taste good to me? Uh, right now, my thing is cucumbers and hummus. Oh, my goodness. It's like, to me, the cucumber gives me that crunch like a chip. It ain't a chip, y'all, so I'm not trying to fool you or anybody else. But it gives me that crunch, that sensation. You know how I talked about the sensations in your mouth from last week? I like the crunchy sound. That's one of the things I like about tortilla chips. I like the crunchy sound. I like the hardness. I like the crunch in general. And the dip makes it tasty. Make sure you find snacks that are tasty to you. Because listen, nobody's overeating on celery. Nobody's overeating on carrot sticks. Not me and probably not you. <laughs> Make sure your hat, your snacks taste good. If they don't taste good, you will have a snack in. I've done this before. I was trying to do like eat beets, guys. I was trying to eat beets as a snack. You will have a whole snack in the fridge chopped up and ready to go. Guess what? You're not going to eat it because this doesn't taste good. So make sure your snacks taste, taste good. So whether it's cucumbers and hummus or bell pepper and hummus or something else that actually tastes good to you. Almonds, uh, cashews have been a real big thing for me lately. Find a couple things that taste good to you that you know is okay for you to eat. Almonds and cashews, nuts and stuff like a handful, handful or two are really good to help satisfy uh, cravings and when you're also hungry. Um, I would also say focus on carrying high-protein snacks or high-fiber snacks, also things that can fit in your purse. If there's a bar that you like, like Laura bars or Cliff bars or um, what's the other one that I like? I can't think of the name. Sometimes I use it because it has, like, chocolate on the bar and it's, like, nuts. Dang, I can't think of the name of it. I don't know what it is, but if I remember, I'll post it <laughs> at the bottom of this video so you can know which bar I was talking about. Um, this one, it's got like sea salt and nuts and it'll have like a dark chocolate on there. Ah, it's like one of my things that I use if I want to have a candy bar, I'll do that instead. So I would say you want to prepare yourself for yourself. This is number six, right? Number six. I said five, but I'm gonna throw this one in because hey, why not? This is one of the things that I use to kill Sharice's laziness hands down every single time. I have to outsmart my ability to quit. That's number six. Outsmart your ability to quit. Analyze what would make you quit and create strategies to help you reduce the likelihood of you quitting. So I shared with you guys earlier this month, one of the things that I like to do is work out on my lunch break. It's so easy because the gym's in my building. I got an hour for lunch. Why not get it done, right? Like I'm 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 reducing all barriers to entry. I'm making them as low as possible so that there's no need for me saying I'm too tired and I can't go. First of all, I, when I get up in the morning, it's like five o'clock in the morning. I don't want to work out. I don't want to work out. I'm stretching, I'm yawning, I'm enjoying the yoga, the deep breathing, the meditation. I'm not in the mood to work out. And then when I get home from work, I'm tired, y'all. 
I know you're tired too sometimes. I know some people love working out in the morning. I love some people that like to get it in after work. I am not that person. So guess what? I do the midday midday thing. But when I'm in the field and I'm traveling for work, which is often one of the things that I learned to teach myself is to sleep in my workout clothes. I am not kidding. I will put on my entire workout outfit, leave my gym shoes and my socks outside on the, near the bed. Um, listen, I'm, I'm reducing all barriers to entry to get this done. Because what happens is I wake up and I'll be like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm yawning and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to put on. And it's just taking so long. And next thing I know, I blew 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes I could have been working out. That's 30 minutes I could have been in the gym. So in order for me to, one, get more sleep, right? That's probably going to save about 15 minutes <laughs> to get more sleep and to pre- prevent myself from saying I'm not going to work out. I just sleep in my clothes. Maybe that's something you would want to do. So find a way to prevent you from failing. Do your own workaround. Also, I like to make sure that I drink about 96 ounces of water every single day. One of the ways I do that is I fill this container up completely every night. So when I first wake up in the morning, boom, I'm drinking 16 ounces, taking a turmeric pill. And then before I leave, I knock out the other 16. So before I even get to work, before the first hour of my morning has even started, I just kill a third of the water that I wanted to get in for the day. And then I have the rest of the day, another 10, 14 hours, however long it takes to drink 64 ounces. (laughs) This is how I set myself up for success. So those are the strategies that I use. I hope that you found something in this particular Centered Sunday today or podcast if you're listening online to help you achieve your goals. And come join us in the private Facebook group. Share your workout videos. If you've got some tips or strategies or snacks, please come. We'd love to hear about your snacks. I love snacks, guys. I will admit that um, I may have one or two people that my nickname to them is snacks. (laughs) Ah, This is before people start saying, I'm a snack. And this is like well before that. (laughs) They didn't mean it like she's a snack because they just meant it because I always eat snacks. Anyway, listen, I'm full though, and I feel good. My body is looking for fuel. All right, (laughs) that's all I have for you guys this week. Sisters, let's say our affirmations. I am loved, I am wanted, and I belong. Let's say them together. I am loved, I am wanted, and I belong. That's it for your Centered Sunday. Have a phenomenal week. Peace.